0: alter life with brent and jeff you'd like to think that wouldn't you
1: good evening and welcome to the alter life episode nine of our philippian series can you believe that i can't no i can't actually you gotta listen in tonight and we're wrapping up next week so you definitely want to be here for the end since you were here for the beginning tonight's episode we're going to be talking about our thoughts that's right we're going to talk about what we should be meditating on. All of those. I'm afraid to just too darn the altar life. With Brent and Jeff. All
0: right, that was confession. What's inside my head? And that's what we're going to be asking y'all tonight. What's inside your head? What are we thinking about? You don't want to know what I'm thinking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Everybody's like, wait a minute, don't you dare Isn't that why you have a radio show? Because you want to share what you're thinking about? Yeah, seriously uh, No, that's not why we do this No Because well, <laughs> our thoughts are not any There's no redeeming value in half the thoughts that I have um, And God knows that And God's working on that in my life right. But tonight, you know, we're going to be in As Jeff said, ninth uh, episode in Philippians Philippians chapter four Say that Five times fast, and uh, you know a very familiar passage here tonight. But um, I think we've all heard messages on this, or heard this in Sunday school as a guide to how we should train our brain. Ah, that rhymes. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got it tonight, man. Yeah. Uh, train our brain into thinking about things, and you know our thought life is so important. Then let me just let me just read this, Jeff, to kick it off here. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things and these things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Two verses, two hours. That's right. We're
1: going to be taking. We're going to be plowing through this. What I like about this is that Paul. He doesn't focus on the bad. He's like, "Here's what we should be pursuing. This is what we should be meditating on," because he assumes that it's not what people meditate on. You know how easy it is for our our train of thought to just go bonkers and get off the tracks and get derailed. And not necessarily. I mean, obviously, the elephant in the room is lustful thoughts and those kinds of things. But I think just thoughts about ourselves. You know, we talked about anxious thoughts last week uh, you know and, and people just get s- so caught up and worried about things you know maybe paul you know, we talked about previously about forgetting those things that are behind maybe s- past mistakes that we've made we, we dwell on those things but paul is saying hey here's what we should be spit about and he lays out a blueprint you're listening to the altar life with brent and jeff that was providence by abandon and this is think on these things episode 9 of our Philippine series with the altar life with brent and jeff
0: yeah, Jeff. You know this passage. Finally, brethren. He's like, it's it's cool. He's coming right out of this uh, last week. You know, we were talking about um, the peace of God, guarding our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, right? So he gets he opens up a little bit there. from last week, talking about our hearts and minds, the things that we're meditating on, the things that you know are inside, right? And those things, those thoughts. You know, as we shared, unless you're one of those people that, like, have no toll booth or toll gate between, like, your mind and your mouth. And <laughs> uh, know when to, like, hold the stuff in and want to say, uh, most people don't know what we're thinking, right? Unless we say it. And, um, you know, so this is, like, talking about the inside, right? It's talking about the stuff that's going on inside of our of our minds. The things that, you know, not too many people see. And, um, you know, we all have a different thought life than what we live don't we like you know you may think that man that guy really gets on my nerves and you and you really want to like you know in your mind you're doing you're thinking about all the things you can do to hurt him (laughs) but the outward appearance is hey brother you know what i mean we we put on the show right a lot of times to hide what we're really thinking and um and that's unfortunate but god you know god's challenging not just the actions right but he's challenging our hearts And he's challenging our minds specifically on the things that we're meditating, on the things that we're thinking about here. And um, because it starts there, doesn't it? I mean, you have to have the thought, and the thought conceives in action. And so let's start at the thought tonight and see what God has to challenge us. And when we're talking about thoughts, holiness is not usually
1: synonymous with those things. And, you know, it's interesting because... If you look the word thought or thoughts up in your concordance, there's a lot of things a lot of verses about that. And one of the the main ones is that, you know, the Lord is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And you see that Jesus, he says, you know, in the passage when everybody was worried about what the, the disciples were doing on the outward, wow, they're not washing their hands. They're defiled. He says, not what goes into a man that defiles. It's what comes out of him, you know, out of his heart flow evil thoughts all kinds of nastiness and that all starts on the inside and jesus says you know if you think about killing your brother you might as well have done it or if you think about you know committing adultery you might as well have done it it's all about the intention and the motivation um just like what are even if our motivation we say oh we we want to please god but our motivation is really a prideful one you know and that i get challenged with that it's like why am i actually pursuing god is it so that i can get blessed is it so that everybody else around me sees me as this good christian or is it because i want to honor the lord and you know that's <laughs> there's there were sacrifices in the old testament's like for un un uh forget how they describe it but like unpresumptuous sins or sins they didn't even know they were committing because it's just our nature that we are defiled from within and paul's saying let's focus our minds on what is right let's get our
0: warped minds on the straight and narrow Yeah, Jeff, you know, I was thinking about how, as you were talking there, I was just thinking, you know, as I was reading the beginning of this, you know, he he lists a bunch of qualifications, things that um, describes what our thoughts should be like. And I think it's interesting he does that because he's pretty specific on some of these words. And I think it may be beneficial for us tonight to kind of look at some of these descriptors of what, you know, good thoughts are, what we should be thinking about tonight. Because all these words... Sometimes when you read a list of words in the Bible, you kind of like read some of the ones you go, okay, that's not much like that one. But it's interesting because he's got a bunch of different descriptors here and um, they look like different things. And so, you know, I think as we continue tonight, just kind of getting into describing our thoughts, describing what our thoughts are supposed to look like and comparing those things to, um, you know, what what our thoughts really look like. And see what the Lord may say to us as we continue. So... Let's start off. You know, the first the first thing that Paul says in this verse that we're going through tonight, he says, "Finally, brethren, whatever things are true." Um, It's interesting. He starts off with "true" because um, you know we've all been in those places where the things we thought about something, a situation, maybe, or um, you know, I do this. I I've realized this as I've gotten older. You know, as a kid, you grow up thinking something's true, like you just assume it is because you know it's kind of it was reality to you when you were really, really little and you just grow up thinking it's true. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, like that's never been true. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was this whole, my whole life. But you know, you read something or someone says, explain something to you a different way. And you're like, Oh, well, I've been thinking it's that way my whole life. I can't believe it. You know, we've have, we've all had those things. Um, but even more so the falsities in our own minds, whether it be what the enemy has told us or, what our, you know, some unbelievers have told us or what we've watched on a show and we've just assumed to be true or read in a book or whatever it is, you know, can, can mislead us. And if our thoughts are thinking about those falsities, that's going to manifest manifest itself itself in our life. You know, if, if the enemy is sitting there going, um, you know, sitting there going, well, hey, you know what, You're, this is true and that's true and this is true and that's true. Case in point, if you grew up thinking evolution was true, you know, and you're like building your whole life around this untrue theory. Um, you're going li- to, you know, you're not going to think you're a creation. And you're not going to think you're special. You're not going to think that God created you specifically. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a perspective on yourself that's not very good.
1: Think on these things. You know, that's the title track for tonight's episode. And Brent was talking about setting our minds on the things that are true because it's so easy that for us to buy the lie sometimes the lie is easier sweeter you know sugar-coated whatever it may be it's just easier to swallow and sometimes the truth can be hard and you know we jesus had no problem saying hard stuff and his disciples would leave him when you know the, the going got tough and it's important for us to to search out those things and to keep our minds uh in love with the truth so that as soon as we you know our mind starts to drift onto something that's a counterfeit we, we recognize it immediately you know i used to work in banking and you, you studied the real thing in order to, to find you know false hundreds and 20s and all that stuff you didn't study the counterfeit stuff because then you could start to get a jaded view of what the original is supposed to be like and i think it's important for us to do that with the truth you know everybody wants to say that everything's relative and all that but it's important for us to realize that there's an absolute truth It can be found in god's word we do apply ourselves our thoughts our our meditations day and night you know that's why they say it's important to read the word in the morning because you you read something and you, you get a or a truth and you just chew on that you know and you'd be surprised how often god will bring those thoughts back to your your heart and your mind throughout the day you know, I know I'll read something and I'm in like Second Samuel and you're like, okay, how does this apply to my life? And then later on that day, somehow something will trigger a memory and you're like, man, that's true. Like even back then, <laughs> you know, even in the BC days, that was true. And God, you're still true. It's so important for us to seek out that truth. And next up, you know, he talks about the things that are noble. You know, you think of somebody, when I hear noble, I think of like a prince, you know, like, or like royalty, something that's like of a pure bloodline. You know, And my Bible says that no- noble speaks of something that has an honorable character. And we'll move on uh, as we continue on with the rest of the episode through these things that we're supposed to meditate on. If you missed The Altar Life, log on to www.alterlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. That was Think on These Things by The Cross Movement. Thanks a lot for tuning in to The Altar Life with
0: Brant and Jeff. Whatever things are noble, he says. Whatever things are just you know i always think of when i put those words i think of mary poppins and the constable for some reason right? <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't know why i think of that when i think of the word noble but you know there's you know a good character of good standing and you know and just you know everybody wants justice when they're the one wronged right yeah. and uh except for when it's them and then they yeah. want you know mercy yeah um thank god for christ because he satisfied god's justice on the cross yeah. and and we get God's mercy, you know, as a result of that. And you know, when we think about what's right and what's true and what has good character, we always think about Jesus and what he did on the cross. And you know what? He he resembles all these descriptions we're gonna go through. Um, but even more so on noble nobility and justice. We are unbelievable. The altar this
1: is unbelievable! I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable! This is unbelievable.
0: This is unbelievable. All right, that was back to the basics. Run, kid, run! And it's time for unbelievable segment. And in the spirit of thinking, or lack thereof, uh, our unbelievable segment is just the unbelievable situation that we find ourselves in sometimes. When you know someone's talking to us, and you know whether it be you're tired or just not interested or <laughs> yeah, um, the distracted by something else that you have been thinking about, but someone cut into your thought <laughs> and they're trying to talk, and you're not really receiving you're still calculating from the previous last 5 minutes and your mind just goes blank you know i've had these moments where like someone's talking to me and they're like really like excited or to tell me something and i realize that i'm just seeing their face and their mouth move but nothing's going in the head like there's <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing happening in my brain that's connecting with the person <laughs> and like, they've been talking for like a minute and i realize like i didn't hear anything they just said <laughs> but it's funny because you're in that position. You don't want to say, oh, could you repeat that? Because one, you look like a jerk because you were just ignoring them. And two, you really don't care anyway. So if you could just get past this conversation without having to understand, that's probably the best. But it's really tough to get out of that. Yeah, you have, <laughs> your, it happens to me. You
1: have your, your phrases in your back pocket like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, what did he do? Uh, oh, that's good. And you just, meanwhile, you see the hamster is like on its back, and the wheel is spinning, and, and the hamster just can't can't catch up. You know, you get to the, the hamster on the wheel in your brain, it's just been running and running and running, and it just then the wheels just spinning, and the hamster can't get its footing, and that's what it feels like sometimes.
0: Dude, my hamster crawled off the wheel, sat on the lawn chair, and opened up a newspaper <laughs> like he has no idea what's going on. Um, and and the worst though, how you get caught in that though, is when someone asks a question. Like, yeah. So, has that ever happened to you? <laughs> and you're like, um, no, nah, not really. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? No, no. What? And it's, it's just it's just bad, you know? It's just a bad situation all around. Um, or
1: they're like, yeah, and that's that's when I
0: lost my job. And you're like,
1: oh, that's interesting. You're that's like, oh, funny. that's
0: cool. <laughs> it's like, no, it actually wasn't cool.
1: Then sometimes when you're talking to people and it eventually turns into the Charlie Brown scenario, it's just like,
0: wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And you're yeah. like,
1: uh, um, yeah, in those situations I wish it was socially acceptable to just stick your put your hand up like for like a timeout, and just turn around and walk away <laughs> be like you know what I just need to reboot here can you just hold that thought while I uh, let me just finish my train of thought and then you hold that thought until I get back
0: okay is that a deal it's so funny because <laughs> it happens to me a lot when I'm on the phone and my wife just realizes like when she can tell when like I'm checked out that she's like alright it's obvious that you're not listening to me anymore, so we'll, I'll just talk to you later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a co- direct quote from my wife thank, as well. Thank
0: God my wife still loves me, yeah. even though I do that.
1: As we talk about what we're supposed to think about, like Brent said in the segment before the end of hour one, he said that Jesus fulfills all these characteristics, so let's meditate on him. You know, I think that, you know, Jesus being noble, he's the king of kings, right? And he's just. He did not just merely put our sin away. You know, I love how when God describes himself to Moses and he says, you know, by no means clearing the guilt, he says He's he's got a compassion and he forgives sins, but he doesn't clear the guilty. Like, it's not like he just like hits the erase button. Like a lot of times we say, oh, God is so great. He just like threw my sins away. And it's really, tr- I mean, it's true and it's poetic and it's nice, but God, it's not like he disregarded our sins. Our sins were paid for justice was accomplished on the cross. And that was a good point that Brent brought up. And now he says, uh, whatever things are pure, and this is where we all go, "Oh, uh, guilty, you know what I mean? Even if you try to have like a good thought life thinking about, okay, Lord, I can't think about this thing. And then the devil's like, what thing can't you think about? And you're like this thing, oh, no, I thought about it. You know? <laughs> it's like the, the scenario that goes on in your head. and That's so true. Um, you know, it's it's embarrassing if, if my mind was ever on a movie or something like that. Like, we get offended when we go to these, like, movies and stuff, and we're like, oh, that's offensive. It's like, well, never look at my mind, because <laughs> that
0: would be the worst movie ever. Jeff was saying, whatever things are pure, pure. You know, I just think about, um, you know, gold being heated up. And, you know, when, when gold gets heated up and gets heated up and all the impurities kind of leave... And you're left with just the pure gold, you know the, and it's pliable and it's you know it's got, it's just pure and I think this is amazing. When I I always love to think about the word pure. I think about that that refining process and, um, you know, in our thoughts, isn't it that we ask the Lord, you know, come and purify our minds? You know, kind of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just naturally ends up there, right? Because we're like Jeff said, we're sinful, you know. The enemy is there trying to trip us up in our thought life and. Um, we read whatever things that are pure, and we just ask the Lord, you know, refine us, you know, show me those things that are, you know, that are not pure and that are impure, and um, if you need to you know, heat that mind up, you know, burn up the impurities, um, you know, and that's just a challenge for all of us, you know, to not allow um, those those thoughts to remain there, and you know, and how do you do that? How do you, how do you actually? accomplish this you know pure you know you can't try as jeff said to just try to think good things because this isn't about you know you know the power of positive thinking as long as you just think good things things will happen to you i mean that is so shallow you know have we ever in our lives been able to do anything of redeeming value apart from christ you know but you know when we look at this and we say lord how do i have a pure how do i have pure thoughts you know and, you know, we've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but just to say it again, you know, it's meditating on what's pure. And what's pure? You know, well, the Word of God is pure. You know, the Word of God is gold, you know. And Jesus says that He is the Word, you know, and He became flesh and He dwelt among us. And I think as we meditate on Jesus, as we meditate and read His Word, you know, His Word starts shining a light on those things in our mind that isn't pure you know and says oh how about this you know don't think about those things and now all of a sudden i can't even stop thinking there's so much good things i'm thinking about that all the bad things all the impure things there's no room in my brain for those things anymore and they get shoved to the curb and as we move on through
1: philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 you know we're talking about whatever things are pure and how appropriate that song that we played and you know i just think about pure um a lot of different scripture references and it, it has to do with basically like obviously something being undefiled but in the sense of there's no compromise there's no ulterior motive there and I just think what if, to focus on those things that are pure um, you know blessed are the pure in heart and just that idea is so foreign for us because we're like well I'm not pure but if we believe that Jesus forgave us of our sins and cleanses from all unrighteousness when we confess and we live in repentance then we are pure you know paul says to the pure all things are pure you know we have that liberty in christ to live pure lives you know a lot of times we're like i have liberty i can do whatever i want but it's important for us to meditate on the things that are pure and to meditate on christ as brent was saying you know he is the purest of the pure (laughs) and ultimately what we'll discover and uh, you know spoiler alert in order to meditate on these things we need to meditate on Christ that's where it comes down to because Christ is the fulfillment of all these characteristics and he is our ultimate example of how we should live in this world um and moving on he says whatever things are lovely those things that are just like oh that's just so great you know and the bible says that Jesus was not beautiful to behold there's nothing about him but it's his character that is just like so lovely you know it's altogether lovely um you can read the song of songs and all that stuff about how my beloved is lovely and all these things and there are those things that god sets out for us you know that are just so just the, the the love story of his redemption you know from the beginning of genesis 3 when the fall happened and the rest of the bible is just a love story basically coming back to god bringing his own people to him and you know, just meditating on that, you know, putting all that filth out of our minds is uh, is something that we
0: pray to the Lord for because he's the only one that can do it. And, you know, good report, good report is interesting, too. he goes on and says, you know, whatever things are of good report. I always think, you know, is there anything good to report? <laughs> you know, he kind of... <laughs> Go to go to church and say, "Yo, what's up?" And you're kind (laughs) of asking, like, is there anything good to report here? Yeah. (laughs) And shouldn't we be thinking about those things? You know, like, oh, I heard so and so got saved, or I heard so and so did this or that, and all those things are there to encourage and to build each other up. And as we, there's so much evil and bad things in the world, and to meditate on all those things is just giving the enemy what he wants. Is meditating on the work that he's doing. Let's meditate on the work that God's doing. Um, so that we can encourage each other in those things.
1: Whatever things are of good report. I think a lot of times we can meditate on the juicy gossip or the you know the bad report of somebody. You know, sometimes we—it's almost like we take pleasure in someone else's bad report. You know, like that person that we have a a grudge with or whatever. When you find out that they're doing poorly or like, <laughs> you know, that's not a good report. You know, that's not what the Bible's talking about whatever things it's like you know meditate on those things like when you hear you know what the lord's doing you get the, the spiritual report card as it were you know this many people got saved that's awesome yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like god provided for us that's great not yeah this person got judged and they're in they're living under the rod of god right now <laughs> you know the wrath of god is heavy upon them and we take like yeah that's right god judge that sin but not with me god no <laughs> give me all a pluses please <laughs> you know and it, it's just interesting. Whatever things are a good report, you know? And if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If there is anything, you know? It's like Paul's like, you know, I know this world's bad, but there is stuff out there that's praiseworthy. And we talked about this in Ephesians, you know, everything is for the praise of his glory. And God is always praiseworthy, regardless of our circumstance or our situation. God is always virtuous. Everything that he, every good and perfect gift comes from him. The Bible says... So there is always something to give God praise for, and we should be meditating on the things that are praiseworthy, you know what I mean? It's like, so quickly we can get turned, you know, by the enemy to look at what is in our life that isn't praiseworthy, that's like, complain-worthy, or, the, you know, complain-worthy. Yeah, that's not a word, but like, it's, it's worthy of our, our bludgeoning, <laughs> or something like, just get this out of my life, I hate it, but... It's, it, it, it's a challenge. You know, we have to ask God to, to focus our minds on the things, even in the difficult times, that are praiseworthy within those difficult times.
0: You're listening it's to The Altar Life Brent and Jeff. All right, that was You're In My Brain by Skillet. You're in my brain. Get out of my brain. <laughs> um, so meditate on these things. You know, Paul continues on in verse 9. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. The God of peace will be with you. I think it's cool. Paul brings it back to... His example. Hey, you know what? I kind of lived this when I was with you. All those things you learned and received from me, you know, do those things. Meditate on those things and um, the God of peace will be with you. And that's a great promise, right? Is that what we want? I mean, there's so many people in this world and maybe you're one of those people tonight who just are plagued by their thoughts. You know, you're ang- you have lots of anxiety, you have lots of fears, you have lots of things just, you know, don't work out and you're just a trip in your own head. You know, you're just consumed by your thoughts, you know, and you're never going to, you don't feel like you could ever be free from that. And I think the challenge here tonight, one of the things that God wants us to, to realize is that the God of peace, you know, works in a mind who's focused on the truth. It's focused on these things that are lovely and praiseworthy. God, God desires us to change what we're thinking about. And if you just want, he's like, I've tried to change, but I can't, I keep thinking about these bad things. You know what? It starts. We've been saying it all night, but it starts at the cross, and it starts at thinking about Jesus Christ. And if you don't know what He's about, and you don't want to, you don't know how to think about Him, then open up the Word and start in John, and just read about Jesus and what He is. And as you start reading the Word, and as your mind starts understanding, you know, it starts getting conformed, like by the, you know, transformed. It says by the renewing of your mind. As your mind starts getting renewed in those things. You know, you'll realize, man, I, I don't want to think about any of those other things anymore. Why should I be scared when God is on my side? You know, why should I have anxiety? You know, why should I even lust? It's stupid. You know, I want to think about good things. And God does that work. So, Jeff, that's a challenge tonight. And um, until next week, be cool together for Christ.